Hello, Patreons! Welcome to Game Show's I Suppose Extra, a Patreon-exclusive episode of Game Show's I Suppose for you guys. Uh, reason this is up on Patreon is because multitude of reasons. One, I'm recording this at like 2 a.m. and my voice is sore and I already recorded like three episodes of Game Show's I Suppose today and it's exhausting. And two, because it's not really one of my favorite formats, and I wanted to talk about the show, though, because there's still lots of great things about these game shows. As I am closing up game shows, I suppose, and I'm trying to come up with my big list of game shows, for instance, because it's like, oh, man, what are my favorite game shows of all time? What are the most significant game shows of all time? And I'm like, oh, man, this show's great. Oh, that show's great. Oh, no, wait about that. Wait about this. Well, maybe that, but no, 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 that one. No, wait, 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 wait. I, I keep losing my mind with the show, and I kind of start going, well, I want to record something about this. So what I'm doing is I'm putting more work upon myself to record a podcast barely anybody listens to, but it's a niche podcast about something I like. And because this is Patreon, you know, it's content. Look, you're, 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 you're giving me a dollar, five dollars. At least I can do is just give you more of what you probably expect of me, which is me rambling about game shows for an hour and that's what you're going to get with, with the these little extras it's not going to be out for public consumption as in on the main jordan haas rss feed this is exclusively between you and me what's up you party people doing great uh staying out of trouble quarantine still existing i do not know uh but th this episode is one that actually i have very personal connection with uh, and I was thinking of making this in the main episode because it does have personal connection with me, but I decided against it. Why? Because more or less, I think that if I made this a public episode, it would feel like uh, jaded. I'd feel like people would think like I'm an asshole or I suck or I, or some sort of like mean-spirited comment about myself and the show um, when it's not the case. So, I originally heard the pilot pitch was something called Perfect 10. And the idea was there are 10, 10 quote-unquote chores that must be done in a certain time constraint to win up to a million dollars. And this was an NBC format. And it was like unroll a roll. A Paper towels without using your hands, for instance, was the challenge. And it's like, okay, that, that's kind of fun. That makes sense. But um, the more I looked into it, the more it was like, oh, wait, no, I don't know. I kind of like the cube more. And this is almost like bookending it. I love the cube because of its visual effects. Minute to Win It was an inferior version of the cube, but I don't think comparing it to the cube is really big brain intelligent. I would just say this is more big money beat the clock, if anything. Uh, and this was kind of in the strain of the games are all played with household items. So if you've never play, seen Meant to Win It or ever heard the show before, there are 10 challenges standing between a player and $1 million. These games take up to 60 seconds to complete if they complete the challenge they win the money if they fail they lose a life if they lose all three lives 
they walk away empty-handed. Unless, of course, they hit the $1,000 checkpoint or after game five, the $50,000 checkpoint. The prize tree was $1,000, $2,500, $5,000, dollars game five for $25,000, which was the, the safe haven. Then $75,000, $125,000, and 10th game is for $1 million. So it really was almost borderline. We just went with old school game show uh, scoreboard. Thousand two five ten, but instead of twenty five fifty one hundred, they decide fifty seventy five one twenty five, and I was always like, what? I was always confused by that price tree of one thousand two and a half, five thousand, ten thousand, and then game five being fifty thousand instead of twenty five thousand, with game six being for fifty thousand instead it's seventy five thousand, and then game seven instead of being for a hundred grand, it's worth one twenty five. But I think the reason behind it, if I had to take a guess on a mathematics standpoint, because game five was a guaranteed 50,000, uh, no matter what happens, you go on to game six without any harm. They decide, well, then there's no risk. So 75,000. So then they decide to play for 50,000 into 125 because you're gambling 25, you're gambling 25 to make 50 which is 125. I think that was kind of what they were going for in that realm. Either way, I just don't like the prize tree. It's the biggest problem of Minute to Win It. I feel like there's Minute to Win It is a great game show when it's the little challenges and complain the games to win the money. But the prize tree always needed work. Safe Havens felt like oh, we realize people kind of walk away after game 6 or game 7 that we kind of decided to add more so people if they won like a quarter million dollars they would st they would keep playing instead of playing for half a million or a million because people aren't watching now i know what you're saying well this is seems like a really silly show you know like little mini challenges what kind of games are we talking about more or less ball in a cup or play with eggs get from point a to point b uh, for in, and they're all play with house lamps. For instance, uh, roll uh, marbles to knock over a single pencil pointed straight up. Using a pizza box, fan in three eggs to get to a little square goal uh, without breaking an egg. Uh, using your mouth, blow on some playing cards. So it leaves only the last card standing on a bottle, which was a joker. Quarters. And by that, I mean super coin. You bounce quarters, and it has to go 10 feet into a five-gallon water jug. There's games where you have to basically uh, keep balloons up in the air for 60 seconds. Keep marbles rolling for 60 seconds while using a spoon as it's on an uphill swing called uphill battle. There is uh, games where you have to bounce ping pong balls five times in a row. If you make a mistake, you have to restart with another glass. Games where you have to color, color coordinate and put the red M&M with the red bucket and yellow M&M in the yellow bucket and, and keep going. There's games where you have to throw playing cards into watermelon. There's games where you have to use your butt and basically booty shake out ping pong balls 
from a tissue box where all the ping pong balls are inside it. You have a game where you have to play by ear the amount of pennies inside each of eight different jars. So it, you have to go from least to greatest. You have games where you have to bounce ping pong balls onto peanut butter and jelly. There's a lot of ping pong balls. Uh, you have to bounce ping pong balls into shot glasses. They're filled with water, so you get three in a row. You have to bounce ping pong balls, so you have to bounce two in one hand, so they go into two separate glasses after one bounce. You have games where you have to drop coins so it lands into a single slot in a glass bowl of water you have games where you have to move the cookie one of the most famous games is a game called face to cookie where you have an oreo cookie on your forehead and you have to without using your hands just use your muscle movements in on your face shimmy the cookie so it goes into your mouth and then you put it in your mouth and you eat it you don't have to really eat the cookie you just have to make sure it's in your mouth and that's and that's the game and there's hundreds of these games and they're very clever and very fun and they're very beat the clock they're kind of like hey do you want to waste like a few minutes of your life go do this and they're very fun so you're seeing a lot of people playing quarters or bottle cap flip cup because these all these games involve base are almost like if, if you were a frat house or you were at church service you would understand the games pretty well because they're pretty much those games or an elevated version of those games and it, it they were very fun to see compete and very fun when, when you seem like like for instance one of the most iconic games is also called the nut stacker where you have a chopstick and 10 nuts, like at the hardware store. And the idea is supposed to be you have 60 seconds to using the nut stack, try and make 10 nuts, stack one on top of the other on top of the other on a table. And if the nuts drop and fall, you lose a life and the game ends. So in other variant rules, they say, well, if it falls... You can restack if you have time. I say it should be a fail, but that's just me. They have another game called uh, Ultimate, called Extreme Nut Stacker, where you have to now hold a, uh, you have to basically hold a cutting board on one hand and on the other hand do the stacking in sixty seconds. And there, there's all these sort of little party games attached to it, and that, that's kind of the appeal to Minute to Win It the strong variety of mini games being played and it's just 10 being played in someone's stack to win up to one million dollars and the big joke about this is who do you think would host this show this was a show that aired on nbc for four seasons well it seems like a fun little party game who can we get that's an ultimate party dude you guessed it Mr. Flavortown himself, Guy Fieri. Listen, you gotta get 10 games, 60 seconds, and you have to do it with a minute to win it. Good luck. The first season uh, didn't really look like what would become normal minute to win it. They kind of made it look like a spy kind of thing. The theme song was what you heard in the beginning of this episode. Kind of like a pew, 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 do, 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 do. 
and it was supposed to look like fake gladiatorial games where people play basically water flipping before that became a big internet craze for for zoomers you know the whole bottle flip that was a fucking game on minute to win it bottle flipping before that shit happened so i so you would see them play the game there's only there's only six episodes and it apparently was successful for nbc to continue that show for another season pickup but when it returned it was for a summer season and the summer season had a different set and they actually added like a thousand dollars as the uh no matter what section and it had a brand new theme song which would become now like the minute to win it theme uh the one that would be used in all the video games right or the wii version or the s version you know that let's go everybody out on the floor get up get up get up get up now let's move can you show me what you gonna do get up get up because the party don't stop now anyway i had a lot of fun watching that game i played a lot of those mid to win it games even watching the show at home Keep in mind, the show debuted in like 2010, 2011. I was a college student at the time. And this was like, well, this is kind of fun. You know, like rolling marbles and playing with dice and playing with cards. I already do that. This is pretty much a show that was made for me, the guy who's bored and loves to do parlor tricks. So it's like a lot of fun seeing people do Johnny Apple stack where they have to stack five apples, one on top of the other in 60 seconds. Well, Guy Fieri looks at the camera and goes like, if they can complete this challenge, if they can stack those five apples in under 60 seconds, they will get $50,000. Slam a Jima off the hook, flip your mama bird, rock the house with your mom, minute to win it. Good luck. And they had this intense music. You had a robot co-host announcer like level one failed level one complete. And that was also part of the show was like, let's start the game. Here is your level one blueprint. And they paint at the giant TV monitor. And there's this animation that tells you the game. And originally it was very cerebral. Then they had more upbeat, vibrant music because they changed the tone of the show. And it's like, uh, this game is called uh, This Blows. The player must inflate a balloon, then deflate it so it knocks over these plastic cups off the table. Failure to complete this task in 60 seconds may result in elimination. Oh yeah, I know these games very well. And I think a big problem with that is, I first of all, I worked on the show, but that's going to be the midpoint of this episode is that I'm so familiar with these games, I know what each one is. And if you complete it, you win the money, level one complete. Do you want to take the cash and dash, or do you want to stay and play? I want to stay and play. Well, it's your level two blueprint. And then it's like, uh, your level two blueprint is worm diving. Using a fishing uh, rod and attached to the end is, instead of a fish hook, it's just a piece of string where there's a moist gummy worm. Uh, you have to pick up in a fishbowl a pretzel, take it out of the fishbowl, and without using your hands, eat the pretzel. If you can do that in six seconds, you win level two, and it just keeps going from there. The challenges get more difficult. Maybe you have to do it twice or three times, uh, or you have to do it with like 
you have to do it with with certain other circumstances. Like now it's twelve feet away instead of this, so it gets more challenging as the game progresses. Uh, up to the final game, game ten, which is super coin. The game I brought up where you have to bounce a quarter, 10 feet to land in a five gallon water jug, which is nearly impossible, but it's doable. I have seen it be done multiple times because of where I worked. Anyway, if they walk away, the game ends and they take the money. If they go on and they screw up, they lose a life. They lose all three lives. They drop back down to the lowest value. Um, But along the way, because this was... Game shows of the 2010s, we had to do a whole sob story, and they played it with teams at the later half. And it's like, well, tell us about you know your sisters. Tell us about your mom and why you're playing for your mom today. We need the million dollars because surgery is expensive. This was the game that turned me in basically into a radical leftist <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at. Because uh, it's like oh, the, the, these sob stories should not exist. These are like things that could have been fixed, and then no one helped them out. Like, oh, we are in student debt, and we uh, are both like nurses now, and we're helping people for forty hours, and still don't have enough to uh, get out of our mom's house. Wow, that fucking sucks yeah this is i think the game that radicalized me if any game show radicalized me as a leftist minute to win it did and not just minute to win there's multiple other game shows like you deserve it that really just kind of made me go i fucking hate game shows so fucking much if this is what the future of game shows is because you just feel bad for these contestants you're not rooting for them you're saying that there's something wrong in the economy that this has to be their future that they have to end up on these game shows to try and just salvage enough to have a normal life this sucks but i i'm getting ahead of myself so uh Guy Fieri was a great host, very party going, easy going, minute to minute with flippity flop. NBC pretty much treated this show like this was their summer series. Hey, check it out. Celebrity edition with Steve O and Ryan Dunn. NFL specials in January. And Christmas specials where they had holiday bonuses where if, for if you completed the game, you would get another lifeline, like either an extra life or or 10 seconds deducted or added to your game. So it's 70 seconds to win it. Sometimes they added two extra games to make it even more enticing. Look, $3 million is up for grabs on this game show. Wow. Because game 11 is for $2 million and game 12 is for $3 million. And then you got to wonder like, oh, Jesus, that that's too complex. I don't think this will ever happen. And no. It never did. No one won a million dollars on our version of Minute to Win It. The only time I've actually seen someone win big money on Minute to Win It internationally was on a version uh, where they basically played uh, Get Forked, where they have to roll a coin down an alley and have it hit inside the prong of a fork put face down so there's only like little gaps enough to fit the coin. That was it. That's the only time I've ever seen a big money win on the show. I've seen Super Quinn be done before. I've seen every version of this game be played. But it's nearly impossible. Now, I've seen the Indonesian version. I've seen the Philippines version. I've seen India. I've seen the UK. I've seen Australia. This game is an international success, and yet 
for some bizarre reason, the show kind of falls flat on many occasions. Either because of customs, you know, like maybe playing cards look different in certain countries. Tortillas. And some countries don't really even know what a tortilla is. Or just basic eggs. It's weird like that. Or coins or other miscellaneous items that are used in these games. So for me, Met to Win was very fun because it's like, oh, because this is like what I do. I can come up with these games. And this was one of the first like shows where it's like, not only do I want to participate in playing the games, I want to make the games. And it's like, oh, I made a game where you kind of have to use a marble to, to roll on a lampshade. That would be fun. And just like in different other types of challenges like that. And it's like, that was a game I was so excited about. And then it came to a sudden end on NBC, mostly because it was NBC and they don't know what to do with their game shows. NBC to game shows is kind of like what used to be good because they were like the hallmark of game shows, just like CBS would end up being like the, well, you're not doing anything for us now, so go screw yourself unless you can somehow plug the NBC Friday night lineup or must-see TV. Can we get the cast of Superstore in? Unless you can do that, your shows aren't going to last on NBC. If you can't do a Miss Teen USA tie-in special on NBC, your show is fucking doomed. That's what I'm trying to get at. And it did come to an end. And I was like, oh... But because it was like it was so silly and it's like it's funny to just say, hey, Guy Fieri's the host. And yes, I mean, like I can talk about like last man standing challenges and six, five, four, three, two, one. And the last one standing gets to keep playing for the million. But the Philippines did that version, too. In their version, they didn't just keep playing the game. They just kind of went, if you win the show, you get like the small cash prize and then you can play one final challenge to win the big cash prize. And I went, actually, that should be the main show. We did to win it's fun, but the whole you're competing against each other to do the one trivial thing, I like that. And uh, now it's time for, for a fun little Patreon-exclusive challenge here where I'm going to look at all of the U.S. blueprints for a minute to win it based on that blueprint guy's uh, channel... And I'm going to see if I can remember every one of these games. I might fuck up. I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, this blows. Deflate the balloon. Uh, move the, the, the plastic cups off the table in six seconds. Worm diving. Gummy worm attached to a fishing pole. Get the pretzel in your mouth. Whack job using the broom handle. Get the egg into the glass of water, I think. It was a glass of water of some kind. Because it was like a, a weird structure where there was like a pie tin, a toilet paper roll, and then an egg. It was an egg. And then egg goes into the, the glass of water. Uh, whack job. Well, I already said that one. Uh, yank me. That was you had to pull on the on the uh, piece of uh, index card so it would uh, drop in its respective cup. Like, like the cup would stack as you would keep going. Uh, Reef Relay, that was a, that was a Christmas game. They had to basically maneuver the reefs by basically wearing it and going through it, I think. I gotta remember what that one was. If I remember correctly, it was like the neck. They had to like 
one had to pick it up by their neck and then the other had to move around as a team game whippersnapper oh that was the game with the towel that was duct taped and you have to move the ping pong ball into a giant bucket like you had to whip the the ping pong ball into the the i think it was a bucket maybe it was a basket i think it was a basket wheel of a deal is there's a deck of cards and you got to go with i believe 10 jack queen king and ace in that order but it's all face down and you have 20 cards one for each suit um what a racket you have to put a tennis racket between your legs and there's one marked uh square on the racket and you had to maneuver a gumball uh into that square wet ball that was a game where you had a uh a a balloon you had to throw it up and then using a uh a spray bottle of water you would spray it so it moves into the uh, trash bin the trash bin uh but if you put too much water oh, it all gets heavy and it falls down that was kind of the idea well done uh using the lid on a barbecue grill you would try and roll golf balls so it lands on each one of the ventilation holes uh let's see volcano drop a mento into diet coke from like a, a a staircase i think it was like five feet up like if you got one of those step ladders you're about that same height to drop the volcano uphill battle that was there was a tilted table and you have a spoon like a large ladle spoon and you have to keep hitting using only one spoon three marbles so it juggles up and down uh, and if at any point a marble falls off the table, either through the bottom of the table or on either the left or right side, the game is immediately over and you lose a life. It's a tough challenge. Uh, Tweeze Me is a game where you have a tic-tac and you have to squeeze it through a tennis racket so it falls into a cup on the other end. Um, but there's a believing marble or a gumball on top of, or no, it was actually like a tennis ball. They put a tennis ball on top, so if at any point the tweezer hits any part of the racket because it's that sensitive, the ball would drop, and that's considered a fail on that game. And I believe they put three up, so you had three chances at it, even though you had unlimited tic, uh, tic Tacs. Tortilla Head is a game where you have swim swim flippers for scuba diving, and you would have to pick up a tortilla and then flip it so it goes onto uh, a plate on your head. And that was kind of like the most doubled air challenge, if I remember, and I thought that was very fun. Uh, Tipsy. Tipsy is actually one of the best games I'm into in it. So Tipsy... You had to drink. They say it's a beverage. It's in your ideas. You had to chug three sodas and then put it on the corner of the can so it balances. So it balances on this side. And because that's like one of those things, like if you were bored drinking like a Coke one day or or uh, any sort of beverage, you would tilt it on, on the corner and watch it just balance. And you would just keep doing that because you're bored. Just like, oh, look, that Coke's about to spill. Whoa. Um but I think that what they used was like lemon. No, it wasn't lemon. It was like an iced tea. It was like the closest they could get to water in a in a in like a in a can because well, you don't want to over sugar to the contestants, right? Um, Till the cup is one of my favorite games that I have personally I think almost got a record on. 
you bounce the ping pong ball into a cup, you put the next cup on top of the stack, so now it's a little shaky, bounce another ping pong ball into the cup. Now you have a three stack tower and it just keeps going from there. I think till 10 cups was the one that I mostly saw was a 10 cup tower uh, where you had to keep putting like a ping pong ball into a cup to make a stack. It's great. It was like ball, cup, ball, cup, ball, cup, but you had to hold on to both the stack in one hand and bounce ping pong balls in the other. Suck It Up was a game where you had M&Ms and you had a drinking straw and the M&Ms were in a bowl and you had to pick them up with a drinking straw and then place them on top of another uh, drinking straw. If it fell off, you had to return and you had to do it four times. Uh, sticky Situation, bounce ping pong ball into peanut butter. Uh, sticker Picker Upper was a game where I believe you had a uh, you had an oven pan like a round oven pen like for pizza and you had an egg and three stickers and you had to basically maneuver like super monkey ball the egg because of its weird shape and aqueous thing across the tray so it it sticks on all three stickers um and they're all like those little tiny red stickers that you would see at offices um and, and if you did in 60 seconds you win but if the egg drops the game automatically ends uh stick to it oh that one that was oh geez that was a game where one partner bounces ping pong balls and you catch it with a lint roller that and you had to bounce it so i think there was one on each of the lint rollers or two on each lint roller uh stick the landing that's that's bottle flip uh you got a uh fiji water bottle flip it so it does one rotation and lands on a table you have like think 10 attempts to do one uh, Stack Attack is an iconic game. You have a bunch of plastic cups. I forgot the amount. I think it was 55. And it's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. In that iconic game show pyramid style, you get to stack about one after the other. And then uh, once it's been there for at least like a half a second, drop down all the cups and put it back into one giant uh, lid. If you can do it in 60 seconds, you win. Uh, Spudnik was a really weird game. That was, I think, put straws in a potato. And then put like five straws in a potato that's bendy, a bendy straw. And then put a peanut M&M on top of it. So it was kind of like you had to make sure you stab the potato as hard as you can. And then made sure you had enough uh, flexibility to put the peanut M&M on. Uh, there was Spoon Tune where they had a bunch of glasses of water and a spoon and you had to play it by ear so it plays a tune, so Jingle Bells or Row, Row, Row Your Boat, just a, li a, a license-free music. Uh, spoon Frog was a game where you had spoons, you had to pound on a spoon so it flips one spoon into a glass. I believe there were three or, or some distance. Uh, split the Uprights was a game where they actually had to make paper footballs, flick the paper footballs into a bowl, because I think that was an NFL special game. Uh, Spin Doctor, oh, that's a, like, that's a classic one. There's two versions of Spin Doctor, by the way. One was you span a dime, and you had to stop it on your finger 10 times so it makes a dollar. The other one was the team game one where I believe it was a quarter or a dollar coin and they had to spin it and then they can blow it or whatever, but they had to maneuver it so it goes past the table 
and then when it reaches one other end post, the person has to stop it with their finger so it ends up on, on its vertical and doesn't fall on either side. So there's no heads or tails. It's kind of like that right on the edge. Speed eraser, they have to bounce uh, wooden pencils on their uh, rubber eraser so it bounces into a cup. Uh, repeat that process multiple times. The pencils are not sharpened because we don't want to hurt people. Uh, spare me. Drop marbles into a fun noodle so it knocks over sidewalk chalk. I'm, I'm knowing this off the top of my head. I'm even like looking at half these videos. Snowball fight. I don't know what this one is. I think snowball fight was was like bounce ping pong balls to knock over a giant plastic thing. I think it was like a like one of those foam rubber thing, like those little foam things, those little foam balls you get at Joanne's Fabrics. You know, like a mock snowball. Uh, snap crackle topple is you build a domino stack of Rice Krispies, so it, the last one falls into a bowl of cereal. Uh, shoe fly shoe, you use your feet to flip van shoes onto a table. Sharpshooter, you use uh, rubber bands to knock over an index card target with a clothespin attached. I think it was an index card. It could have been a playing card. I'm, I'm, that's the only thing I'd like. Is it a playing card or an index card for sharpshooter? Separation anxiety, M&Ms sort by color. Scary cherry, uh, you had a cherry with the stem attached to a string on a dowel, and you had to basically blow on the cherry. So without using your hands, it goes, basically it swings over to your mouth and you, and you can eat it. Ruler of the world, oh, that's the game where you roll a marble to the end of a yardstick so it lands in the little hole section. You know, the little hole that's supposed to be like for teachers to hang it up somewhere, that little hole. Uh, next, roll with it. Oh, that is a uh, toilet roll. That's the toilet roll game. They had two toilet rolls, and they had to basically roll their arms and do like, you know those little arm circles you used to do in, in PE while trying to unroll two toilet paper rolls. If at any time the toilet paper breaks, I think they lose a life. I think that's an instant disqualification. Some rules say that's fine as long as you just keep playing, but I, I think that's just unspooled. That's the iconic unspool the toilet paper as quickly as you can. Uh, reindeer nose dive. That's just nose dive. There's Vaseline in your nose. Hit the little uh, con ball. Ray spaghetti. You and a partner have a piece of spaghetti. Uh, one's in your mouth. The other does not. Uh, it has to go through a pop cap, like a little soda pop tab. So the spaghetti goes through that little hole. And then your partner has to pick it up the other piece of the spaghetti. So it acts like a little dowel. And you gently slide up and move the can of soda from one end of a table to another and then place it down. If the spaghetti breaks, you might have to start again because uh, that, that, that is almost a disqualification. Rapid Fire. Uh, that's a game where I believe, just like with uh, Sharpshooter, you have rubber bands. But instead of the target being the index cards it's the soda cans. I think that's the soda can one. Uh, raisin the bar. You flick a box of raisins 
that's standing on top of an upside down bottle. So when you flick the raisin, kind of like the uh, yank the, the bottle king, the ball falls down and doesn't tip over. If you can do that, you win. Uh, raise your glass. Oh, that one is really challenging. That's that's a stack of martini glasses and Christmas ornaments. And I know that one because they kept that game even outside of Christmas. Punch Your Lights out's an iconic game where they put those little... Uh, you've seen those infomercials of the tap lights that look like game show buzzers. You tap it, the light goes on. You tap it again, it goes off. You, they duct tape it onto a wall and you have to... Um, using bean bags smack the uh the light so they all go off uh if they go back on you lose now there are different rules to punch your lights out i should point out uh one is turn off all the lights one is a tic-tac-toe a tic-tac-toe where you just turn off in any three in a row you win uh one variant is it's six lights in a pyramid shape one is it's a nine uh three by three grid uh, so that the, either way, it's just basically smack the touch lights, a puddle jumper. There's a big, uh, glass of water with a ping pong ball and it's like three feet away blow on the ping pong ball. So, so the momentum pushes the ping pong ball. So it flies out of the glass and into, uh, the water glass on the other end, literally puddle jumping propeller head using one of those toy propellers you would get at the arcade. Uh, roll, 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 and then unleash it and watch it try and go into a cardboard box. Pop Top, uh, that's the game where you have to flick up uh, soda pop cans. You know, like, like uh, they were going with, like, you know, beer bottle tops, ball caps. And basically you're playing ball caps. Flick the ball cap so it goes into a little uh, bowl. Uh, well, I think we're almost halfway through this. Oh, yeah, we're going to keep going through all of these. As long as I know them. Play by ear. Shake the can so you know the coins. Pink Elephant. That's the, Oh, that's that strange game where you had to... Uh, there's a slinky on your forehead, and then you just had to make sure that the slinky, even though it's already bent down on you, you push your head back and jerk it so the slinky goes onto your forehead and doesn't do anything. Uh, pink Tac Toe. Oh, that's the bounce the ping pong ball, so it makes a, a three in a row. Uh, let's see. Penny Hose. Oh, uh... Using your hands, you put your hands in pantyhoses where there's a coin in each one. You have to grab a penny in each of the panty, penny pantyhoses without touching your hand. Like, you know, you can't left and right. So it's kind of like a real, real tricky game. Paper Dragon, using a party uh, ribbon, you know, the kind of paper stuff that you would see at Party City. Unspool it using your hands to make a big old cool effect, kind of like in the toilet paper game. On the rebound, uh, there's a, a bounce. I think that's the game where you bounce uh, paper balls onto a clipboard that's attached to someone's pants, and it goes into a waste paper basket. On the hook, they uh, basically go fishing uh, with a chopstick in their mouth with a piece of string attached to a paper clip that's supposed to pick up keys. Uh, oh, nuts. Oh, that's the game where using a metal ruler, they stack a nuts attached with bolts. So it's like a big old metallic stack. Office tennis, they bounce uh, paper balls back and forth using uh, uh, clipboards. 
Office Maximus. This is a tie-in to Office Max because Office Supplies, using the rubber band balls, knock over a a, a structure. I think it was paper reams. I think it was reams of paper. Office Fling. That one is the slingshot game where they have to sling a folded piece of paper so it lands on a desk. Office Dominoes. Kind of like the Snap Crackle game, but with office reams of paper octopus uh there's ribbons eight of them on each side of the the circle attached like the hula hoop basically snap the ribbon so the the bottle that's upside down stays where it is even though you knocked out the ribbon if it falls over it's a fail you have eight attempts like an octopus nosedive i just said that vaseline on cotton balls Stick your nose in into Vaseline. Stick your nose into a bowl of con balls and then shim your nose so it falls into a bowl. Noodling around using a stick of spaghetti, pick up penne pasta through the little tube section. A nimble thimble, drop marbles into a thimble. Nervous Nelly. Uh, you have a pedometer, you know, for walking. Strapped to each of your arms and legs, one on each leg, one on each arm, and you just have to just keep shaking and maneuvering it so it reaches a certain target. Mouth to mouth, uh, there's, I believe, a playing card, or is it an index card, attached to the lip to lip of each bottle. Yank it so the bottles snap to each other and don't fall off. Mary Fishmas, I believe that's another one of those mouth. Yankee fish games, but it's candy canes and mini candy canes. Uh, let's see, mega bubble, blow a bubble, and then make sure it goes through a hula hoop. Uh, matchmaker, uh, that's the game where you have to open uh, a cup and then there's a candy, and then you have to put the color candy to its color. It's all MMs. Uh, Marbles Grande. That's a game where you have to knock over ping pong balls using other ping pong balls. And it's like all different colors, so they know which one's different. Magic Carpet Ride, they use a bathroom mat to basically scoot their butt like a dog across a little smallum course of different things before making it to a finish line. Mad Dog, they have a ruler with Tic Tacs glued to each side of it, and they have to shake their head back and forth to empty it out. Uh, Loner... Roll a marble so it hits the one single pencil. Lollipop. Oh, I think that game was rare. So if I'm not mistaken, it was a straw, three nuts, or was it two or four, and a little ping pong ball. And the idea was supposed to be uh, a nervous game where you're supposed to, like, you pick up the nuts with the ball on top, and then you put the, you position the straw on top so it stands up, and then you move down the straw. So it forms like a little lollipop. Lane track, you move uh, staples to make a little track to roll a marble into a target zone. Knock it off, which should be every game is very knock it off. They get yo-yo and they got to wheel it so it talks the top can off but not the bottom. Uh, I don't know if that one was the one where it's attached to their hip. Uh Kabroom, they have to uh, basically catch a marshmallow by whacking... Uh, a broom to a little stack so it does a little flinging action it's, it's very cool and they have to catch it into a, a coffee jug junk in the trunk that's the ping pong ball in the t- tissue box Johnny Apple stack stack five apples jingle in the trunk 
little mini jingle bells in the trunk. Ironborn Man, uh, it's a pair game. They have a roll three marbles, so they go into each of the respective zones, kind of like the uh, tennis racket game. A hut hut hike, throw a toilet paper into a hoop. Hung with care, they have to balance candy canes on a string on the ends, not on the little hoop, the little hook thing. Uh, How's it hanging? That's the game where they have to, I think, move a banana that's between their legs. Get like a penis. (laughs) But yeah, they have to swing a, a banana so it knocks an orange into a hula hoop. Um... I'm good at this so far. This is like, I feel like my voice is just dying just reading all these. I'm on the H's. Uh, let's see. Horseplay. Blow a, a ping pong ball so it goes to a horseshoe that's on a tilted table. Uh, hoop-de-loop. That is the game where you roll hula hoops so it goes through, a, a, I think, a two-liter bottle of soda. Holiday Kiss. They have to... Um, move i believe a christmas ball lip to lip like the orange passing game holiday hustle that's uh unspool ribbon i think that was that one i don't like the christmas ones high strung uh there's a string they have to use that string to man- to pick up i believe toothbrushes was it no 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 it's an egg it's an egg they have to pick up an egg move it from one bottle to the next that's High Roller, that's the game where they stack dice. The Yahtzee trick. High as a kite, they have a kite attached to their uh, backside, their butt, their tramp stamp area. Keep it on, on the air as long as possible so it doesn't fall. Hanky-panky, using one hand, uh, empty out a box of tissues by pulling it out one at a time. Get it? Like a jerking off motion. <laughs> hangover um that's the game where you have to balance uh clothes hangers one on top of the like one is on the uh rack and then the other has to be right under the uh the last clothes hanger so you can't go left or right of the hook it has to be evenly balanced um let's see hang nails balance nails on a string so they don't fall go the distance using measuring tape put the ping pong ball into the cup Glass road trucker, uh, glass road truckers stack pink, uh, glass bottles on their lip on the floor and then blow it so it goes from one end to the next. Getting juggy with it, I think that's just stacking five gallon water jugs. Get forked, roll the quarter so it goes into the fork. Frankenstein, uh, using the uh, a yardstick with batteries, maneuver across the set um, by using your arm movements and going straight so it comes across as a Frankenstein walk flotatious uh stack uh using a plate stack uh cans one on top of the other so it doesn't fall flip your lid flip cup flip your lid is flip cup a fish head uh that's the one where you have to hmm i think that's the lampshade on your head game with the with the fishing pole yeah fishing pole lampshade lampshade on head face the gingerbread man face the cookie Cookie on your forehead, squiggle your face so it goes into your mouth. Extreme Nuts Stacker, stack the nuts. Um, Extreme Hanky Panky, uh, the same as regular Hanky Panky, but instead of one hand with one box, you have to use both hands with two boxes. Extreme Christmas Nut Stacker, same thing. 
but instead it's instead of the i believe their gimmick was it was a candy canes of a chopstick christmas elephant march uh pantyhose in in their heads a tennis i think it's softball or tennis ball swing your head left and right to knock over uh, water jugs but you can't go past the line egg zone uh that was balance an egg on a football attached to the little uh kick thing a little i forgot what that's called egg tower toilet paper roll egg toilet paper roll egg toilet paper roll egg don't make the toilet paper or the egg fall over uh egg roll smash the egg into the box you have a box fan fan it so it goes into the square egg dance that's the one where oh geez am i getting egg dance confused with sticker picker upper it's egg on plate and then they have to position it into one section of the of the floor so they don't break pick it up uh, pick up from one table drop it off on another table uh drop sink and clink drop the quarter then into the water bottle so it goes into a shot glass drop zone drop zone similar you have strings and a wiffle ball move the wiffle ball down a little zipline course of your strings and then pull it off so it goes into a bucket drop ball drop ball is kind of like drop zone but you you grab a water bottle on top of a five gallon water jug situated on top of that five gallon water jug is i believe a ping pong ball or a golf ball of some kind so you pull it up and then the golf ball has to go into the water jug the five gallon water jug uh double trouble bounce two ping pong balls into two separate glasses don't blow a joker blow the playing cards so the joker is the last one shown it's the last one do you hear what i hear is the same as uh the 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 change game but instead of uh, coins in a cup it's jingle bells in a box uh dizzy mummy that's a game where you have to unspool the toilet paper and you just have to unspool a toilet paper by swinging around yourself so become a little mummy i believe that's the one where if you don't break it you lose define gravity keep three balloons in the air or two balloons in the air without losing deck the balls Oh, geez, that's another Christmas game. I think that's uh, probably like a hang a Christmas ball game. That one I don't know. I'm near the end, too. That sucks. That's the one I don't know. Um, Based on the looks of the thumbnail, using a pool noodle, they have to pick up a Christmas ornament and hang it. Cyclone, using uh, a juggling game. Keep the marbles uh, swinging on a water jug so it doesn't fall into the glass. Just keep it rotating. It's kind of like a plate spinning game. Coffee topper. I believe that's drop a CD so it lands on top of a coffee lid. Clipper. Uh, that's like base. That that's the that's my favorite minute to win a game. It basically is just like a build your own plinko. You drop a ping pong ball down a tilted table, so there so it lands in one of three uh, upside down. Uh, binder clippers on the end uh let's see christmas jingle that's i think the same as the play it by ear so let's no play by ear is the king game that's the 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 glass you, you know, water jug uh i'm just gonna stop because it's all christmas games even though bowl balance has salt balance the a caddy stack balance three golf balls 
Card Ninja, throw the playing card into Watermelon. It's already sliced in half. Cantagious, uh, move a stack of cans from one side to the other side while still having the other side have another stack of cans. Chocolate Unicorn, balance uh, ding-dongs on your forehead. Chop Stack, uh, using Chop Stick, stack Chop Stick. Uh, chop Stack, you balance uh, Chap Sticks using a Chop Stick. Uh, and if you lose the balance, you have to keep going. I think that was... I think I made it made sense. Buy a thread using you gotta use your the string to basically put it through th uh, different needles, and the needles get smaller as it progresses. Bucket head, throw a ball onto a wall, catch it into a bucket that's on your head. Broomski ball, that's the game where you have to roll a tennis ball so it hits the broomstick and then flies up and then lands in one of three buckets that are situated in higher and higher things so it's kind of like ski ball uh breakfast scramble uh using a uh a the cereal box cut up in different squares finish the jigsaw puzzle in time bouncer uh, basically, ball in the ball. Put ping pong ball into glass as many times as you can, and it's like I think twelve or twenty at a time. Bottoms up. That's uh, that's yo yo attached to your butt. Knock over the cans. Uh, various heights. Bobblehead. Uh, that's the one where there's a pedometer on your forehead. Shake your head. Blow ball is you have one yellow ball and the rest, I believe, are red. Blow the red balls off the pizza tray without dropping off the yellow ball. Uh, blind ball. You get to spin around in circles and then you have to figure out where the ball is and pick it up. Uh, bite me. That's a game where you got to pick up uh, paper bags using your mouth, but the heights get smaller. Uh, beach tennis, I believe that's the same as the office tennis, but they changed it to something else. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that was. Ball cap is, uh, using, I believe this one was, you have to drop a pink, a golf ball onto a bottle cap to dot, to create the reaction. Yeah. Like, like a golf ball. So it goes on. So it knocks off the ball cap. It's already inverted, but stays on top of the bottle. Backflip, catch pencils that are already situated on the back of your hand, and it gets more and more. Baby rattle, there's like 100 gumballs in a 2-liter bottle. Shake it, shake it, shake it, so they all go into the opposite end. Baby blocking, that's stack baby blocks. Um, stack baby blocks. It's on your head. That's, I think, the, the twist. Bit dicey. Dice is on. You have to stack dice on a ruler that's on your mouth. Uh, tea party. There is uh, tea bags on, uh, glued to, uh, taped, not glued, uh, taped to either side of a uh, ball cap, and you just have to flick it so both of them are on your uh, lid. Temper tantrum, pedometers are on your legs, move your legs over and over. Paper scraper, it's the index uh, index card stack. Pitch black, oh, I believe that game got discontinued. They did not like that game at all. 
it was ring toss with neon rings, like glow sticks, and they had the neon glow stick rings, and they had to play ring toss with them. Uh, Kerplink or Plunk, that was uh, bounce a marble into a shot glass, um, but make sure you don't sink the ball. I think that was it. So it's like if it goes into a cup at a weird angle, the shot glasses sink, one in each wins. Uh, don't blow the kings was kind of like don't blow a joker on easy mode where the kings are face up but the rest are face down below the cards off the table leaving the kings uh exposed pong the five bounce five into one thing um extreme mini stack attack a little mini cup like like oh my god we are i think we're near the end right cantana there's the uh you have to make a cool stack of plates with uh, cans, I think, on that one. Disco drop is you have to drop uh, CDs onto a pencil from a height. Uh, in Kerplinker Plunk, a variant was sink the container by bouncing the ping pong. Brouhaha. Oh, that one's a fun one. It was basically make a uh, domino effect with tilted tables so it knocks one uh, coffee cup into a trash can. Uh, tuna rolls. Went, uh, roll uh, tuna cans so it knocks over a four, like a little pins made out of uh, bottles. Bridge the gap. Uh, create like a, a bridge using playing cards so it can hold a uh, the box at the end. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Walrus. Oh, that's, uh, I feel like I'm just losing my mind here. I feel like this is like the last 30 minutes has been just me explaining the games. I believe that's the, uh, using the, uh, stir sticks, pick up a marshmallow and put it on another end and then stack it maybe. Uh, flip off. Okay. Now we're getting into like the games that are only like one and done. Uh, that's flip the bottle. So the ball cap goes in the cup, but the coaster you're flicking it on top of makes like a little lid. Uh, maze craze, get the ping pong ball from one into the other using a rubber band maze. Uh, flying gumball saucers. Okay, that one was fun. They had to s swing a frisbee, so it hits a soda can, and the gumball goes into the frisbee, and the can's knocked out. Uh. There's a lot of different games here. Dental cap. That one is, uh, I believe that one is using a cap. You have to uh, have a toothbrush on one end and then put it into a uh, toothbrush holder. Lots of different games. Um, chocolate chip flip is basically backflip, but with chocolate chip cookies in a baking tray. I'm going through so many. They didn't really even go through a lot of the ones that I enjoyed, but oh well. Uh, there's some games that they haven't even really brought up here. Weird. So I get to now talk about one of my favorite things about Mint to Win. This was the only game show. This is so I enjoyed the show three seasons. It ended and it was brought back for Game Show Network. Uh, and Guy Fay was not going to host it, believe it or not. It was instead uh, decided to be hosted by a Olympic speed skater, Apollo Antoine Ono. And Paulo Ono is a really good host at it too. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's better than Guy Fieri or, or weaker than Guy Fieri. He brought a different momentum to the show. Um, 
but it was on Game Show Network, which means we had a cheaper budget. Yet they decided to try and make it exactly the same. So the prize tree was 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, with a safety net at five, a game 5 being worth 10,000, then 15,000, then game 7 worth 25,000, 8s were 50, 9s worth 100, and 10s worth a quarter million. So, what? I still get problems with the uh, the show, because, yes, $1,000 minimum, I get it, but, like, why couldn't they do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 being the guarantee? You may, like, the first games are worth 1000 each, and then game 6 is for 10000 25 50 like, I mean, no problem, give them more money, but I should stress this up. They still decided to keep it the same. So they changed the theme song. No more get up. It's like a weird party song. Uh, they decided to make different games. I mean, they're still the same blueprint, same voice. And they still decided to have the same sob stories. Where at one point, what does $50,000 mean to you? Which is, okay, understandable. What does $10,000 mean to you? <laughs> like, that that doesn't have the same uh, sob story approach to the game. You're talking about like, oh man, we're teachers and we've been teaching for like 12 years and we've never gone on vacation. That would be great. Okay, I guess that's the sob story we're going on. They want a vacation. Sure. So, uh, this is for. I hate to say this. This was. I only had really two jobs in the game show world. One was Big Brother, the other is Minute to Win It. At Big Brother, it was a challenge. I basically got to pitch challenges for a week. It was fun. Uh, for Minute to Win It, I got to work the Minute to Win It boot camp. Now, uh, here's the premise of the show. The contestants get to see the games in advance, and they get to practice at home. And you're saying they've been practicing for months, and oh man, they're working hard. The truth is, they only had maybe like two or three days to practice. They didn't have months to practice these games. They only had maybe like 48 hours. Um, and they had to go through each of these games. And almost like a carnival barker, I was like a PA, basically. I would have to tell people, like, so here's the rules. You have to keep your hands inside the vehicle at all times. Do not do this. Do not do that. Uh, time starts when I say go. Uh, if you do it in 60 seconds, you win. You can practice once without the timer. You can do it again and tell me to time it, but you only have three attempts at eat at this game. Let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> And I had a clipboard with, like, the rules. And it was like, the, the thing was the contestants were not notified how many feet apart anything was, what was the brand, what was this, what was that. Because apparently that's the, the, the disclosure you can't say. So for me, it's like, clearly they're noticing that this is, like, Ralph's brand or great value. Like, they just have to go to Walmart and they're good. Um, but I, I was very, one of those excited people that was happy for them, energetic. And the thing was, and I had no idea 
they wanted to tape the contestants practicing the games here. So, and this is the most embarrassing thing. And this is why I want to keep it to Patreon. This is why it's a Patreon exclusive and why my voice is dead because I have to ring all those fucking games. Um, <clears throat> you pay attention to any of the game show network run Minute to Win It, which airs on Netflix, by the way. I checked. They run that version of Minute to Win It on Netflix, not Guy Fieri's edition, the game show network one. If you pay close attention to when they do the backstories on the contestants, you might see me in the background. And it's like, wow. So if you hear contestants screaming in the background, I probably helped them do that. And they had energy and they were excited. Like, I did it. Wow, I can't believe it. And some of it was natural. Some of it was forced on these contestants. Like, I could have, by the end of the day, I could tell who was, like, being honest and who wasn't. And... The shittiest thing of the job was I had to like basically notify the producers uh, which teams kind of sucked, like which teams really weren't bringing energy, which teams were really failing at the challenges. Not because like, oh, um, we're not going to pick like it really was like of these contestants, who are we not going to hire? Uh, and I thought that kind of sucked because in the background, I'm hearing all these sob stories and it's like at the same end. But they sucked at the challenges. Oh, fuck. And I'm being like myself, by the way. So I'm being like, I'm almost quasi game show hosting this. Like, you got a minute to win it. Good luck. Three, two, one, go. And I'm screaming, you did it. You did it. And they're like hugging me and all that other stuff. And it's like, I, I mean, you don't have to hug me. You can hug each other. I have to clean the shit up. And it was a fun job. Uh,. Friend, friend of mine uh, also worked on there. Uh, told me I was about to get fired on my first day because I was apparently obnoxious. <laughs> so uh, apparently, I pissed off the art department, and I almost got fired on the very first day on my very first game show job ever. Uh, I don't give a shit anymore. By the way, I don't work in game shows, so like to me, oh well, that sucks. That's the breaks. I got to work on a game show. That's fine. I got to pitch a game show. Also fine. I'm not in the game show industry. I'm not the voice of game shows. So to me, it was kind of fun. I got to get paid for five days, Monday through Friday. But they had a six day because they had to bring back people. And they were like, well, we have a six day. We need more people. And it was a, it was like a half day. And the the producers went, hey, um, Jordan, we love you. We think you're a really cool dude. And like you bring the best of these people. Can you like be here on Saturday? Like, are you free? Yeah, I'm available, of course. And I got paid like a, another like quarter, like $200. It was fun. So with my, with all the cash, I bought a PlayStation Vita. That's the highlight of my minute to win it excursion. My very first game show job, I got the check. What did I do with it? Did I just like glue it? Did I frame it? Like you worked in game shows, Jordan. You spent your whole life wanting to work on game shows. You did it, man. You worked on a game show. Frame it. No. I cashed it in. I I got solid cash. I didn't even use a credit card because at the time I still had financial woes. 
uh, in terms of getting credit at the bank. Uh, so I got full cash, full 20s, and a couple hundreds. Walked my ass down to Fry's Electronics, bought a PlayStation Vita in cash, walked out. That was the highlight of, of my day. Uh, so I was excited. So for me, Minute to Win It uh, meant a lot because it was my first game show job. Imagine me, the kid who loved game shows. I want to work in game shows. I want to make game shows. I want to be a game show host. I love game shows. And I got a call. I want to work on Minute to Win It by a friend of mine. And I said, yeah, that's great. I had another friend of mine working on the show. Also great. And it was like, to me, the best and worst experience of my life. Because on one hand, I finally got to work in game shows. I love game shows. I got to meet people, play the games, got to meet people. To me, that was the fun. It was like, yes, I made it. This is fun. All these people are great. They don't look at me like like scared, was scared or, or anything. They look at me like a friend. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. At the same time, I'm hearing about all of their financial woes. And it's like, I'm looking at the score sheets. Like, they're only going to get like... 25,000 if they're really good at this game and that's not going to buy them a new house. Why are they here? They're only are they trying to raise money to like is this like to plug a GoFundMe page or Indiegogo? Like this is sad. And uh yeah, uh they play the games. I wasn't like on set. Uh they had different PAs for the studio PA gigs. Uh, they were in the office. They were very friendly too. By the way, everyone and anyone who is it, it it's kind of like to me. It's like every single company. You know, there's the laborers, then there's the office, and then there's more, and just kind of it's like a hierarchy. So, um, it was fun. I got paid. I bought a PlayStation Vita. I got to say I worked on a game show. So lifelong dream done. And I called. And right after that, I was like, I'm done. After this call, I don't have to. I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait for the next call. I can't wait for the next. I wasn't a hustle bustle guy. I was a, uh, well, if they want me, they'll know where to find me. Otherwise, I'll still be around. I got my job. I'm done. Move. Like, I'm good from here on out. I can say I worked on a game show and move on. And you know what? That's kind of my, my takeaway with game shows is like, oh, uh, if you get the job, you don't. If not, it's fine. Because to me, in the world of game shows, yeah, I'll never be a game show host. I think I've kind of figured that out years ago. I'll never probably work on a game show ever again. I found that out years ago. But I still love the genre. I still love talking about the genre. But it's one that's like, you sometimes wonder, like, what's the point? Why am I explaining this? I'm not pitching for a job. But I'm not peaching to the fanboys. And that's kind of why it's kind of like I got in the show. I just got in the show, right? So, uh, Minute to Win It. A weird game where teams have to complete challenges that I explained in like good 48 minutes. Each of those games. There was a game like Super... Oh, there was a, a game that they didn't show called... Uh, there were super coin. There were super pong. I guess I'll say it here, where it was basically super coin, but instead of a five gallon water jug, it was bounce a piece, a ping pong ball, 
uh, 10 feet, so it goes on a Ritz cracker covered in peanut butter. That was the other million-dollar game. Spoilers. What are you going to do? Come after me? Probably. I don't know. I had fun on Met to Win It, though. It's a fun little game with a lot of problems in terms of the sob stories. And I think that was the biggest issue I had with the show. It wasn't the crew. It wasn't the staff. Yes, I nearly got fired. But at the same time, I got along with just about everybody. It felt like a great experience. My issue was we're talking Game Show Network, which is a cheap network. And we're talking about some stories for $4,000, $2,000, $3,000. It's not necessary. It's not enough. We don't need that. And also with the sob stories, what if they fail? And a good chunk of them failed because once again, they only had like 48 hours to prepare. They only had like two days. So what? What? So they weren't really that well rehearsed in playing the games. So they were very sloppy. Uh, and for me, that's what radicalized me. It was like, no, someone needs to do something about this. This wasn't their own doing. They kind of screwed themselves, and this is this is hurtful. They they lost a family member. They did. They need money here, and they're here like on this show, probably thinking they're gonna get a million bucks, but realistically, they're only gonna get like ten thousand dollars or twenty five thousand dollars. So, what? Why? And I just like just. Uh. That being said, I got to apparently meet Apollo Antoinato, and I, and people kept telling me like Apollo loved you, man. I can't believe you got a handshake from him. He did a high five. That dude was great. And apparently, I totally forgot. I like I wasn't even starstruck. I was just kind of like, eh, you know, like I I got to meet the host of the game show, and I guess I had no recollection about that. That to me is kind of funny. Um, but yes, Minute to Win It is a fun game show. I think the Philippines doing Last Man Saying kind of was the best version of it. Uh, I always wonder, are they ever going to bring the show back? Because to me, this is the show I enjoy watching. I enjoyed working on it, by the way, the, like the boot camp. I, if they told me, hey, would you like to do that again? Even though I'm in my 30s, not my 20s anymore. Yeah, I would do it. And at the same time, it's like a really fun show with very fun games. But I kind of wonder, like, if NBC ever was to bring the show back, is it just to uh, steamroll the cube or small fortune again? Because that's kind of all I can think about is NBC bringing it back just to hurt another game show. That's just my thought. Anyway, uh, in conclusion, the minute to win it uh, connect games are terrible. Guy Fieri is fun. The Wii games suck, and the DS game sucks, but it's a fun show. If you really want to get the full Minute to Win It experience, look up the blueprints on Minute to Win It and play the games at home. Odds are you have ping pong balls, or playing cards, or index cards, or reams of paper just standing by, because almost anything in your house can be a game on this show, and I think that's fun. Although given today's quarantine status, maybe lay off the toilet paper games. <laughs> Um, 
So for me, this was a great show and maybe it could work as a quarantine format. I'm still unsure about that, but I like it enough that it's like, I recommend people watching it and playing along and playing some of these games so they can see the same vision I did. Cause these challenges are very cool. These challenges are very fun and they're play along. You watch it and you're like, Oh, I can do that. I can play with that. And that's what a game show should do. It should be, if you can't like, the play-along factor on the show is basically, do you have this and this? If so, you can play this show at home. And people have done videos and made mock versions of Minute to Win It games, and I encourage that. I encourage that as well. Because to me, that shows like the impact a game show can have even outside of the money, where it's just having fun. And you know what? That's one aspect of it. So if they were ever to bring it back, I I encourage them to just n- get rid of the sob story. Don't do the wall. Just have like, here's two fun-loving parents or two fun-loving brother-sister duo, uh, newlyweds, couple, whatever, and go through the same challenges. Fix that money ladder. Make it easier. Make it so it's like a cash bank. Something different than just what it was. But uh, either way, I had a fun time, and I I love Minute to Win It. it in the span that I had working on the show, and after seeing so many people not really get life-changing amounts of money and realizing a lot of it could have been fixed by simple government involvement, it changed me for the better as well. So I got to finish the game show world that I did. I finished my dream and I got to work on a game show and it kind of made me a leftist. Like it made me into the, the socialist guy who loves game shows. And it's kind of like, well, why is that? Why would you say you're a leftist and love game shows? I, I brought it up in an article a long time ago. And yes, most game shows or capitalists. It's sponsored content with sponsored content to win a toaster. To me, uh, a game show is all about it is all about what it's trying to give as its message, and what's trying to deliver to its audience. Sometimes it's being greedy is good. It's good to be greedy. At another time, it's you know cooperation is the key. Socializing is the key. Helping each other out's the key. Playing off each other's strengths is the key. And that's also a factor. So as I am about to go to sleep and pass out royally, I just want to say uh, game shows, I suppose, has been a lot of fun talking about game shows. Minute to when it has always been on my mind as a subject to talk about, but I never really felt comfortable explaining that show because of my past working on the show and my extensive and you probably know by now my extensive knowledge of these games to me this is a fun show this is a really great thing to play along with i still know the games ahead of time i i'm trying to remember the names of different games i haven't seen in a long time but my brain is becoming goop so i'm just gonna just uh finish this off immediately uh i i I liked this. I don't know if this is going to be like the last episode of the game shows, I suppose, extra. But after finishing this episode, I have lots of thoughts about game shows. Uh, 
but I, I think this is like another good finishing episode too, because I had, I followed this show made me finish my dream. I got my dream from this show. And I think that's, that's important to me. That's me. Like I, that was one dream fulfilled. And now I'm in that second stage where I still don't know where to go. I'll still think about it, but I'll think about that after a good night's rest. So until then, so long.